I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the high For season five of The, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. Busy weekend. Very busy. Yesterday was the Columbia Pike Blues Festival, the 26th annual. My personal, my seventh uh, one that I have worked um, this was the biggest ever, and Matt has been the host for the past six years. Um, Matt, uh, got to meet Mark Warner, Senator Mark Warner, yesterday. Yep. Um, Judith Hill, uh, who was the headlining act, um, who's incredible. Um, he got to meet all of them, and all of the artists were wonderful. It was a great day, very well attended. I was exhausted last night. I'm exhausted today. So is he. But we're here to bring you another episode just the same. Happy Juneteenth to everyone out there. By the time you're hearing this, it's Juneteenth weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, our special guest today is Ben Nas. Okay, this is a funny episode, funny in which the first part of it... Like, we did, like, a half an hour, and I think we had some tech difficulties. So then we tried to reschedule another half an hour, and we did, but it was kind of spontaneous, and I think we had had a few at the pool party. And Oh my gosh, just, it was the pool party day, and we had margaritas, margaritas and then yeah. late that night, not, well, not late, but about 10 o'clock our time, about 7 o'clock Ben's time, he was like, hey, I can do it now. We were like, Yes! So it may sound a little bit like this, but you know, you'll live. It's summer. Um, all right. We want to thank our Patreon sponsors for sponsoring us and making this show possible. We've got just a couple episodes left, um, and we're going to take a quick break right now, and we will be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against a world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 Ben. Hey, how's it going, sir? What's going on? You know, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Where the hell are you? We are in Prescott, Arizona. Actually, it's Prescott if you're from here. It's Prescott, Arizona. If you say Prescott, they'll laugh at you. Prescott, Arizona. Yeah, you got to put a little twang on it. Hey, Ben, am I remembering this right? Are you originally from the East Coast? Uh, my mother, yeah, so I went to high school on the East Coast. I was born in Kansas. I, stopped, I, I, I tell people I was born in Manhattan and then just leave it at that. Oh, I like that story. Yeah, yeah, Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, and, and then uh, we moved to El Paso and then uh, my parents separated. My dad went to South Dakota. My mom went to Maryland. And so I went back and forth between, the small, yeah, between small Podunk, South Dakota and uh, Maryland. I think I remember, do I remember that your dad was or is a vet? Yep. Yeah, he was. He, uh, he does compounding now medication for that industry. So he's not, uh, he's not practicing anymore, but 
I remember when he came to your house. I'm not even starting at the beginning right now. I'm just jumping right in. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I remember when I was living with you, I guess maybe during a summer stock sort of summer, maybe. Yeah. I So I was thinking, Chris, getting ready for this, I was thinking back on all of it. And I lived in a lot of different places. Like, I, I think over those four years, I was in four or five different places. Yeah. But yes, this he would have come. I, he would have came and visited. I think this was what it was the peach tree. Peach tree. Is that the apartment? I think so. We, you lived like on the second floor, kind of. Anyways, I remember your dad coming and visiting and doing some doggy duties there. Oh, that's right. Yes. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. All right. Yeah. I forgot about that dog. I was crazy. Let's get a dog in college. Who does that? <laughs> what was that? What was that dog? I don't, I don't even remember his name. Cause oh I had him for, I had him for a handful of months and was like, this is dumb. I, I can't do this. And then I ended up finding a home for him. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, how did you, um, so were you were always performing and stuff all be, before college and like in high school and doing plays and stuff at churches? Um, my, so when we were in El Paso, my dad was uh, getting out of the army and my mom sang in a group called Showtime USA on the army base. Mm-hmm. So they would do like patriotic shows um, with the band, with the orchestra, with the army or, or army band or whatever. So we, we used to go, my, my brother, my sister and I used to go sit in the front row for rehearsals and watch my mom sing. And that was when we were really little. And then uh, I think when we made it to Maryland, they took us to see Cats. And I saw that tire go up in the air and that was it. I was hooked. You're like, I want to be that tire. Yeah, I want to be I wanna I wanna be on the tire or I wanna design the tire. I wasn't sure what I wanted. Because it all seemed so like um sensational. Yeah, it was great. It was crazy. And that's still I mean I'm still very much a performer and uh into the scenic elements of things. So that was that I mean cats is an acid trip of a show but Hey, I'm telling you, I, I didn't really understand cats until I became one. And now I cannot speak <laughs> ill of it. Although I have not seen the movie. I didn't watch the movie either. We had a whole that. big thing with Karen and Brian DeWittowitz. Yeah. Karen and Brian DeWittowitz just here <clears throat> recently on the podcast about the cat's butts in uh is the cat's butts? Well, they don't have buttholes and people were outraged. And I'm like, but you don't see buttholes in a stage version either. <laughs> thank God. Most people haven't seen mine. Right. You mean in the live version, they didn't show the buttholes? No, the, uh, that the movie. movie. Oh, the movie. Oh, the movie. Yeah, they were like, good. these cats aren't anatomically correct. I'm like, <laughs> they also have human hands. So shut up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I think the reviews were so bad on that. I was like, okay, I'll skip it. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I think now I just want to watch it for fun. But so, um, when how did how did you find SU? Um, so my mother lives in Columbia, Maryland, which is literally like I don't know ninety minutes, it's like an hour and a half from Toby's Gen- Dinner Theater. Yeah, yeah, I was a busboy at Toby's Dinner Theater for about six hours. Were you? Yeah, I worked. I did one shift, and that was just like I'm not doing this crap again. Yeah, the whole must boy at the dinner theater thing wasn't for me. It's like all the drama with none of the reward, you know. We worked there years later, Ben. We're still going through therapy. (laughs) Toby, don't marry it. Don't marry it. Yeah. Say, don't marry it. 
I'm going to never forget when I was doing cats there. I did, I did cats at Toby's and she said, Matt, you've got to lose some weight. <laughs> Is it still open? It's still open, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Now I think it feels more like a, not a novelty, but it feels like a throwback because, you know, you want to go to the dinner theater that feels, I mean, because they've all closed around here. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think I saw, what's, I saw Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I still remember that show. It was good. I don't know if that was a fluke, but... So SU was kind of close. Um, let's see. Were we in the? Were we? Not, we were not in a graduating class together, were we? I graduated. I was, I was thinking about that because I've been listening to your guys. You know, I've been preparing to see what you what it was all about. <laughs> what do they talk about? Out. Do they bring up the dirt? Well, I, so I was trying to figure out. You you started in an off semester, right? You started in yeah. December or something. I, so I graduated in... on the normal rotation in '97. So then I graduated with you. I think so. I think we were one of, and there was only like seven of us. But I started a half a semester earlier. So did you take nine? You did an extra semester? I did an extra semester. So I was there for four and a half years. Okay, that, that does it then, yeah. And then, but I never really quite remembered who, what class I was with because I kind of started with one. I mean, I took improv twice with two yeah. different like class. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, your podcast, you're going back to your you and Steven's history is like nine, nine and a half years or something of actual college time. Because or you did half you did that one semester together. Your last well, semester, yeah, yeah, just one year together. We were together. we were together <clears throat> one year, Steven? Yeah, and then you left. No, I stayed for four years. I just didn't. I left before graduation. Oh, I got because I was going to have to take another half a semester, and I said, "Fuck this!" I already got cast, and oh, you were going to have shows. to you were going to have to finish out like extra academic stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. And they were like, "You can't graduate until you finish this calculus of theory." <laughs> yeah. And it was also like conveniently around the time that the new stadium was being built and tuition was going up. And uh -huh. I, was like, I already have a job. Uh, do I really need to? Steve was like, you yeah. know what? I'm going to start my own podcast. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Screw this school. <laughs> um, so let's just talk about SU. I remember, I mean, I remember having a lot of, lot of fun with you. I just, we, I just talked to Ford um, about our trip to Europe. Yes. I barely remember that happened. I just remember singing in churches and. Yeah, we were roomies in Europe. Yeah, I remember that. That was. And fun. I think it's because I think I room with you because I was scared. I wasn't sure who to room with. <laughs> yeah, that was the same thing. I don't want to. The music majors were weird. You know. And then I remember us being put up in like this little itty bitty like attic. Oh. In, in Germany with this family, and I with was the, like, <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah, and I remember like, you know, us going to bed or me going to bed and thinking, Oh my God, where are we? We're going to sleep up in the attic. <laughs> Did you feel like Anne Frank? Yeah, it was well, I crazy. Didn't say that. I didn't want to say that. Yeah, sure. But, but I mean, isn't that like, oh my God, I went to Germany and slept in an attic? It did feel like it. I, I think there was like a little itty bitty bathroom beside us. Yeah, it was, it was a cute little. Yeah, I remember that. That's crazy. And I then we singing in, singing in churches and we weren't supposed to be. So he would, he would, Schaefer, right? That was his name. Yeah. And also, our, our guide in Germany's name was Wolf, Wolfgang. Wolfgang, yeah. That's and there's a picture of me and you and Jenny Soto in front of this gorgeous cathedral where all decked out. And I look like the biggest, <laughs> you know what, with this cute little like Caesar cut haircut. 
in front of this cathedral. I think it was like Strasbourg or I don't know. Yeah. Well, we would but, go in there and he would say, okay, we'd get in an alcove and he'd say, okay, let's sing it real quick. And he'd blow a pitch and we'd sing before they got, before they could catch us. Oh my God. So crazy. <laughs> and, yeah. And then we got, we went on the Audubon. Yes. I remember that too. The crazy son, if the son is listening, the son snuck out his parents' car and put us on the Audubon driving out, you know, God knows what. I have it all on videotape. <laughs> Do you remember this? Vaguely. See, so I, I mixed that up with, because I was a foreign exchange student in high school. So I went to Germany as a foreign exchange student for six months, my, my sophomore year or junior year or something, sophomore year. So, I, so, so did, it's, it's all confused in my brain about which one was which, because there was an Audubon story. We went to, a, when I was there for, as a foreign exchange student, we went to a rave, a German rave in Berlin. And we had to take the Audubon to get there. It was crazy. So do you know kind of a, are you, did you know a little bit of German? Um, I, I, not really. I could order a beer and a pretzel and that's all <laughs> I really needed. My, my host Asking family the bathroom spoke, was, yeah, my, my host, my host family spoke English, which was probably detrimental to me because I just rolled in there and I would watch Sesame Street with the housekeeper's daughter in German. That's, that was kind of how I was trying to learn German. Oh, but I went to school. I mean, I went to school and I, you know, I just kind of, I did fine in math and I just kind of sat there and picked my nose in German because I didn't understand it. And I wasn't putting the work in to try because my host family didn't. It was kind of a little party. It, that was like a kind of a six month party. A in six Germany. month party in Germany. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I probably didn't get out of On that. The yeah. And wow. then we went to a rave and they frisk you when you go in and it's in Berlin and you're the only American there. And wow. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy it was crazy it's fun though yeah um i don't did we did we do any scene stuff together in scene study you know i was thinking about that and i don't i barely remember i barely remember those classes i, I don't, don't remember what... i don't remember me and you ever having like a project together outside of being in something in the you know in a yeah we were in a handful of shows together while i was there yeah um, but I don't, I don't like, I barely remember. It seems like I remember the unfortunate things. That's what sticks in my, like the, what Alexander technique. You remember that class? I, I still don't understand it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't either. I mean, I remember laying on the ground and like falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. And then touching each other. And I remember like putting my hand <laughs> on my belly and, and that guy, what was his name? Brad? Yeah. Kind of, kind of had smell. He was kind of smelly, like natural yes. deodorant sort of thing. Yeah. I felt that class in particular was like about getting out of your comfort zone. But in retrospect, it was smelly. There was a lot of like <laughs> yeah. touching and rolling and it was just a lot. Yeah, it, it was, it was, a, it was probably, a little it bit. looked like a cult. Like there should have been an intimacy coordinator there. Yeah. Like it was a little bit too hippie for all of us, I think. Or we should have had beer. That would, yeah, that would have made it better. Yeah. <laughs> Or no, was his name Brad Stoller? Stoller, yeah, Stoller. That's right. Because we always used to say, "Yeah, Brad Stoner, more like." Yeah, that's totally. I was the hippie. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has nothing to do with this podcast, but I cannot stand, I cannot stand odor when it comes to like if I think someone hasn't sat in the tub in the last <laughs> like you know four days, I just get a little like wigged out about it. I don't know what it is. Well, it's just the natural, the natural deodorant cultures. Yeah. Yeah, I was in a, I, I, I was in an experience <laughs> just a, a couple of days ago, and literally somebody walked by me, and I was like, "Ew, <laughs> that's gross." 
<laughs> go yeah. put your butt in the bath. Yeah, soak a little. You need it. Um, I, of course, always adored the Lindy Herman's um, improv class, even though I don't know if I ever really totally understand everything that we were doing in it. Yeah, I, I like I said, I barely, very, I barely remember. I think I was, you know, I, I look, look back at those four years, and I was learning a lot of stuff, but I was also distracted by a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't have been distracted by. So you I heard was, the story about me getting Mr. Herman's um, grade book. Yeah, am I in there? This, I bet it's a B. I bet it's Steven, a nice go get it. B minus. Steven, go get it. I feel so guilty for having it. I, told <laughs> you, I mean, I called Robin Schroth and was like, Robin. I just I listened to that one. I just listened to you guys do that one. She was, a, she was a breath of fresh air in the whole place. Oh, did you listen to Robin's? I did, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was, you know, I just really miss the, that authentic friendship with Robin and different teachers and different friends. That really was, you know, all of us was figuring each other out. I mean, all of us were trying to figure ourselves out, you know. Um, but, you know, just having those mentors and I just adore her. Yeah, that was, that was one of my relief release relief classes remember i had the pair of, uh, i had the pair of airwalks with the taps on the bottom you remember that yes i wired a pair of airwalks with some taps <laughs> it sounded horrible it was all flat but i love those shoes oh my god that's hysterical for our tap class yeah <laughs> so what year did you come in uh 93 i graduated high school in 93 and i can okay, this went. is 93 um <laughs> let's see this, oh you know what let's see this is this is scene study one this was Kira Kira Matt Connor James Carruthers oh so that would have been that was a group of, that was a group ahead of me that was a group ahead of you so you know what when I had this book I mean when this book was written you were in Lindy's acting class ah uh, okay so I was one that was I was still a semester behind, or a year behind that <laughs> Nothing. do you mean put you in <laughs> yeah, give me a B minus because that's what he could have given me. Hey, that's okay. Well, I, I've already talked about my B for my one man show because he hated the fact that Marcus Davis sang um, "Beauty School Dropout." And in hindsight, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not sure what kind of advice I'm getting. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm not saying I agree with you. I'm just not understanding that we're having a theatrical, educational discussion about. Marcus Davis singing. Singing. Beautiful drop. School dropout. Yeah, I got a B too, but I had like Donna the Dominatrix and like I had a U2 song in mind and I did the same thing. He, I went in for that meeting and he said, I'm, he said, I'm worried about you. I'm concerned about you. And I was like, why? And that was it. He never really told me why. What, I what probably was your show called? A, uh, Mysterious Ways. Oh my God. That's right. Was your show in Armstrong? Uh, no, we did in the black box. You did in the black box. I remember it being like this really big deal. Yeah, I I tried to do some sets and some some stuff that had smoke in it, and I had the four girls in it. So Nene was in it, <laughs> and Jenny Soto singing Donna the Dominatrix. Um, oh my god! Yeah, crazy. Was uh, that song from Eating Raul? Yes, actually, and I don't know where Donna, I found it. The Dominatrix. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That that was like a two thousand dollar Jeopardy question, Matt. Good job. Well, oh, eating Raul? Yeah, eating, yeah, that's yeah, that super. Was that no, was you know, we you know when we were in school, like there was always like these, these like, um, I don't want to say the B shows, but they were like these shows that weren't on Broadway, but Cult. they were like off Broadway that you knew they'd say, oh, have you listened to the Napoleon soundtrack or whatever? 
and we'd have to go to the library and get it. So like, I remember when I was putting that show together, I just, I, I was just looking for songs that women sang about or bad relationship mm-hmm. songs. And I found that one in one of the, one of the CDs or whatever. So weird. God, now you just kind of type something in your phone and it's there. Yeah. They don't even, the kids don't know, like, well, and I use it too, but you're what like, we you went wanna, through. We, yeah, we just had an audition for, we're doing Joseph with our, with our crew here. And we have these auditions and I just sit there in front of YouTube and say, okay, which track do you want? And they tell me and I type it in and they get automatic background music. You know, they can say, oh, it's this one, go the third one down and start at 45 seconds. You know, that was, we were like giving our music to an accompanist that may or may not have been up to the task, you know. You're doing Joseph right now? Yeah, we just we just finished the auditions. We finished them at one at, at like noon. I ran home and got lunch and then came back and then my music director's gonna come back at three and we're gonna cast it. But we had we have like eighty kids. We had eighty eighty kids and adults show up. It's huge. Are you in the show? Uh, I'm gonna have to probably put myself in it. I hate doing that, but uh, I kind of step into parts when I don't have them. You know? Yeah. Can 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 we talk about what it is that you do now? <clears throat> yeah sure so what do you mean like is it illegal can we talk about well, since we're already talking about it i know we were talking about su but i'm really now interested in because i you... i think i first saw you perform ben even though we um i i came to shenandoah to see a few shows before i came yeah so i think i, I saw you in a few things but i think maybe joseph yeah i, I saw joseph. you in yeah um but now you're you're directing it question mark yeah, so we so fast forward to now. We went. I went to L.A. Um, so spent all this time studying at Shenandoah Musical Theater and ended up trying to be a screen actor in L.A. That's a, we'll get we can go back and pick that up. But now my wife and I own. She said I met my wife Sasha um, in L.A. and we came back to finish. I have a grad, I have a master's degree in scene design, so I did half mm-hmm. of that. And then I went to LA because I was done. And then I, I got a letter in the mail that said, you need to come back if you want, if you don't want to lose your credits. So I came back to U of A. Her family lives in Phoenix. So we came back from LA to Tucson. She finished her dance degree and I finished my master's. And then we dorked around there for a while. And then finally decided that we wanted to move up to Prescott where her family lives. And so we opened up the movement studio. It was originally called Fusion of Movement. And then, and then over that we had to kind of rebrand it to get through 2019 and, and COVID. So we rebranded and now it's called the movement studio. And we basically have, uh, God, it's like 8,000 square feet, um, three big dance studios, like a workout room in the back. We have a little play zone for the kids and then uh, a little secondary room. It's like a, it's right now it's a lot of storage. So it's a lot of junk in there, but we offer dance, um, fitness uh american kempo karate i picked that up in la and beyond and then now that that's all finally successful we've really started to push on the movement studio and then last year last november we uh filed to get a 501c3 on footlight productions which is what we've been using we've been using the word the name footlight for our theater stuff but it wasn't official until november so now we have an official 501c3 um called footlight productions and we're just kind of trying to push really hard and go gangbusters on getting that going uh and so far it's been great we've we yeah so so now we're doing uh, did you get a phone call during that oh did, did i something just blipped 
Oh, did how much of it did you miss? Just the end, just the last couple sentences. Oh, so yeah, so <clears throat> so we're getting that we're getting Full Light Productions is now we're we're able to take donations, which push, pushes us kind of into another level. Um, because now we can start compensating a lot, you know, a lot of it's been volunteers and stuff up to now. Yeah. Come volunteer and do some set building for us. And you, you get kind of get what you pay for. And our volunteers have been great, but with the donations now, all of a sudden, some of those roles become paying roles or at least stipend roles. Um, we just finished Aladdin. Um, we had 65 in that one, three separate casts. That was an all kid, Aladdin junior. Um, and then Joseph, is the next one we've got that going into the Elks Theater, which is our local opera house. So this is the first time we've branched out. If we use our big space normally, I've got it all tricked out with lights and curtains and stuff, and we bring in seating. That seats about 120. Um, but Elks is a big. It's the Prescott Opera House, and we'll have an orchestra for that one. And so we're doing, we're branching off into the adult stuff. We have a vaudevillian group that's been doing vaudeville vaudeville type shows. Um, we did Rocky Horror with them, and we've got Spam a lot coming up in a couple weeks so we're running we're making our our little town kind of big fish in a little pond thing that's a lot it's yeah it's fun it's crazy we don't stop it helps that i married the choreographer so that we just hash it out in the evenings and then she comes in and gives them this great choreography we got involved with a college a couple years ago i guess that was only last year we did chicago uh, with the local college um but they tend to do their so chicago was a stretch for them because we're in a very it's a retirement community so their key audience is all the retired old folks that like all the classics um right but that but that gives us a little window to be able to do you know we so we do all the stuff that they can't touch you know rocky horror and you know whatever it's just fun it's a nice little niche that we've made for ourselves it's 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 good the audience is like, what did he say? He <laughs> said, come on, babe, let's paint the town. Yeah. So it's fun, you know. It's uh, We're crazy busy all the time. Um, I love I love the word, uh, the movement. Studio. Yeah. Studio. Yeah. Was, is that, was that the original? Uh, it was, it was um, fusion of movement. Fusion of movement, yeah. It was Which fusion of movement. Now it's just the movement? Yeah, so... Fusion of movement was the first seven years, and that was us trying to get it rolling. And we, you know, we, we, we struggled to try to keep. I was, I had a day job for those whole seven years, just put money back into the business to keep it growing. And we made some mistakes and had some bad luck in 2019, and had to rebrand it, um, rebranded it into the movement studio, and then COVID hit. Well, I just love the word movement. The reason maybe I didn't catch it all is because I was looking at a picture oh. of the four, the four of you cutie patooties in front of some Disney uh, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got two kids, Leela and, and Eldon. And they have on the movement little, little, yeah. little jackets. You know, movement studio, yeah. So we just kind of, it was Fusion of Moon. We had this old fancy logo, and then we kind of had to rebrand, and it was like, quick, I need another logo, and it has to happen, and, and you got three hours to come up with another logo. So we just re and the movement. Let's just call it the movement. That's fine. So you can, we still say, join the movement, you know. Um, well, I love that because it sounds like it sounds so not politically progressive. But it feels like you're you're thinking in a theatrical progression as well. It's like, hey, we're the next movement. Yeah, that's it. It's like a whole pun. So we do dance and fitness and Kempo karate, and now theater arts is going big. We teach piano lessons. I do guitar or, or not piano, but voice. Um, I actually just had a baby grand piano donated that's still at the place that donated it because I don't know where I'm going to put it. Yeah. So we're fighting the same, you know, we don't have enough space and um, 
our performance venue is the one that we use is just our big, it's just our big fitness room, hardwood floors, but it's only, you know, it's like 2,200 square feet. And we just, you know, I load in, I load in platforms and bring in seats and we put curtains up. And then the next day we take it all down so my wife can teach fitness class in there tomorrow, you know. Oh my God. <laughs> it's craziness. You but need, you need yeah. the you need the truck crew from Yes. Uh, I, I need yeah, a bunch of slave volunteers. <laughs> right, right. To say you go uh, count the screws. Yeah. Separate them too. We want the short ones with the short ones and the long ones with the long ones and don't mix oh, them up. Oh God. <laughs> Anyways. So Ben, when you left school, did you well, SU, did you go right to LA? Um, no. So I followed uh my girlfriend at the time to the University of Arizona. And so I knew I knew she was going to the University of Arizona and I was like, well, if I'm there, I might as well do something. So I had uh, what was his name? Rick. Rick Conway. Was he the scene guy? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I asked Rick to show me how to do drop point perspective. So I had a ground plan and I needed to, and the, and the University of Arizona was asking for renderings. And I said, how do I get this into a front view? And he said, let me show you drop point perspective. It's this whole crazy translate the lines across. And I had a gobbler. So I ended up translating this ground plan for head a gobbler into this front elevation. And um, with his help, I just submitted this thing and I'll be damned. I got accepted. There was two grad students, one in scene design and one in lighting. So I got accepted into that. And I did a year and a half at the University of Arizona um, and then, or a year, and then we, we went to Tecumseh, which is a whole nother story. Um, but then broke up with that girl and said, I'm out of here. And I left the university of Arizona and went to LA and I was there for three and a half years and where I met my wife. And then I got a letter in the mail that said, okay, if you want your, if you want to keep these credits from grad school, you got to come back. Oh, wow. So then we moved back to the University of Arizona, finished our degrees, and the rest is Arizona history. You know, I've never seen L.A. Is L.A. really a cool place to live in, or does it feel so spread out that there's no it, does it, doesn't feel like a focus? Uh, it is fun when you're in your 20s. That was a great time to be there, you know, when you're gallivanting and trying to be a movie star and whatever. Um, probably for my career, probably a bad idea, because like I said, I spent years... I spent four years at Shenandoah training musical theater. And then when it came time to choose between New York and LA, I went to LA. I had a couple of friends there. Um, and I think, you know, Shenandoah taught me a lot of great stuff, but I think in the end that killed my confidence because I didn't have a whole lot of success there. I wasn't one of the favorites and probably did a lot of that to myself. You know, I probably shot myself in the foot by partying too much and, yeah, well, no, I, didn't, you, I didn't go to the practice room very often like I should have. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think all of us, um, I think Shendo, for me, always felt like it was more like a boot camp. Like no one was quite telling me how to get through. I just kind of was like navigating. Yeah. And I remember asking so many upperclassmen like, hey, we're supposed to do this project. Like, what should I do or what do we do? Because it was always just a like every week was a mystery. <laughs> yeah, you're not sure. And I would see all of these, you know, the the, the uh, Alpha Psi show, Welcome Back show was always like, holy shit, how did they do that? And then, yeah, I just I I never felt. Um, no one was definitely telling you how good you were. They were just kind of questioning how good you were. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it definitely wasn't. So I didn't feel like it was someplace that, um, sort of constantly, um, you know, uh, yeah, stuck to your, your ego or whatever. You know, yeah, they was yeah. I think I went in because I was pretty. I, I had some good. I had some good leads in high school, so I think I went in a little cocky, thinking that I was all right. And then you get up amongst all these wonderful, crazy, talented people and don't work as hard as they do. And you, so you don't, you didn't get, I didn't get recognized like I, like I thought I should have. I look back on it now and go, yeah, I probably should have. You know, I was the understudy for one of the Shakespeare plays. And I remember tripping through that understudy rehearsal. And now as a director, and I mean, I've been directing for a lot of years. I, you know, those, I know those kids, those kids who just kind of phone it in because they think they, they're good enough. Somebody needed to say, you need to buckle down because you're getting your ass beat. Yeah, <laughs> talent, you know, just by the work ethic. I was getting beat by the work ethic. And then I had, you know, like, I think uh, you're not you're not eating right. And so you're dealing with allergies that you don't know. I used to go to Sheets. Did you have Jackson Sheets as a vote? Was he your voice teacher, too? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to be I used to like get outside of his door and have to, like, take a couple deep breaths before I knocked because I knew it was just going to be an hour of torture, you know? Yeah. I'd go in there and he'd say stuff like, what are you gargling glass? You know, I was like, yeah, well, yeah, kind of. Cause I was having Coke for breakfast and living on Zantac and <laughs> it was horrible, you know? So, uh, but now I, I think I was, I was look back at Jackson and think, I don't think I was really, I don't think he was trying to use what I had. I think he was trying to change the person I was. Oh, yeah. He was trying. He, he, he was an opera guy. He was an opera diva. I think he's passed now. Rest his soul. But, um, you know, I, I, I hated every, uh, every hour of every voice lesson that I had at that school. But now, you know, you get into your mid-30s or whatever, and your voice matures, and all of a sudden, all this stuff clicks, and you're like, oh, I get it now, you know? I'm probably yeah. in the best voice I've ever, you know, I'm in the best performance place I've ever been. And it's because of that, you know, it's because of his, those lessons. And then, you know, just years of finally watching, like making corrections on people for years, you start going, oh, oh, I get it now. You know, oh, I see. Right. You know, in college, you care too much. At least I did. I was so, I thought it was so, you know, so, you, and you put yourself, and I see kids doing it now. It's like, just relax and have fun with it. You'll do much better, you know. And the people that did that in college are, you know, that they're the ones that are, you know, the void codes. And we knew, I think we all knew that those particular people were going to be successful. It's like, no doubt, you know. I always felt like if I wasn't Mike King, I wasn't going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't it was know. Felt, felt like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll go over here and stay on the, in the corner and just be my thing. Yes. And that's what I did. I was the second, the second apostle from the left and the second brother from the left. And, uh, I was the Russian in Fiddler on the Roof. I was a bad guy in Fiddler on the Roof. And... Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't remember his name. Sasha. Sasha. I remember I that. Sasha. I rolled in and wrecked the wedding. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Good. You have reached Connor and Smith after hours. That's right. It's the late It's the late night edition, like Conan O'Brien. Oh, my God. Or, or... It is 11.04 p.m. Eastern <laughs> Standard Time, and it was 95 degrees today. I know. We, our, uh, our daughter is actually doing a D.C. tour with her school. So she's in D.C. in a touring around the Capitol and stuff. <laughs> Hello? Lisa. 
Well, she had a very hot day, let me tell you. This is Stephen Smith. Hello. It's my wife and Eldon are here, too. My son is here. We're all sitting outside on the deck. Hello. Hello, family. Welcome to the podcast. We're playing goldfish. They're they're playing. It's not called goldfish. It's called goldfish. Yeah, goldfish. Whatever works. (laughs) That's what I said. (laughs) Um, So this is a strange uh, episode for us because we had a part one with you that then we had technical difficulties. I can't even remember where we left off. Do you? Um, We were in Arizona. We were in, we, we made it all the way to Arizona before we lost our. Uh, yeah, I think the last time we spoke, we landed with you getting to Arizona to finish another degree. Uh, yeah, so we went back to, went to LA for three and a half years and then went back to the University of Arizona to finish my master's. Yeah, so with now my- you are a master of everything. <laughs> yeah, and a master, a jack of none. Is that how that goes? I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my wife and I went back to Tucson. She finished her Bachelor of Science and I got my master's degree. And you guys have a, a theater company, correct? We do. So we have the, mu- the, the movement studio is our regular dance studio dance. We did Kempo Karate and then I was, we were doing like a full fitness regiment. That's where we started. And then November of last year, we decided to do Footlight Productions. So we rolled right. Footlight Productions as a 501c3. Right. So I put that paperwork in in November, expecting the IRS to take months or the government to take months, whoever does that. And they turned it around in like three weeks. And so then here it is like the end of November and I have a 501c3 status and I have no board and I have no... Uh, bylaws and <laughs> so I had to kind of throw everything together. So I remember some elements of this from last time. Where is your company today? What's happening right now? So now we are officially a 501c3. Um, we are working to get our first year done. So we kind of were behind the eight ball. We had no budget. We had no money. It was all, it was all the movement studio. So the movement studio is kind of fronting a lot of the footlight fees this year. We've had some donors come in, so we've raised about 8000 bucks, um, which has helped us get a couple of the shows done. Um, we did Aladdin Jr., and we had like 80 kids do that one, or 60 kids. And then we just auditioned Joseph and his amazing Technicolor dream coat for September, and that one had 80 people, 90 people auditioned. I had about 80 people stick. Um, and that's our big one. We're going to do it in the local opera house. Um, Joseph, uh, ever the subject. Hey, 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 Joseph, you know what you do. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Should be good. I got it. It's like a legitimate now. It's just not. So before it's been my wife and I and a handful of volunteers just trying to throw them together. But I actually have like board and I have like a marketing department. Like I'm like big time all of a sudden. It's weird. That's great. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool not having to worry about it all myself. I just go to meetings and say, what did you do this week? And they tell me. That's awesome. (laughs) That's great. So it's cool. So is Arizona just like a big desert? Are you like, do you have like geckos and lizards that try to get in your house? So Tucson and Phoenix 
Southern Arizona is full desert. We're in we're in Prescott, Arizona, which is northern Arizona. It's five thousand feet in elevation. So we still have lizards that run around, and there's still cactuses, but there's also trees, and um, we have four four mild seasons. This time of year is gorgeous. Okay, can I say a a geeky comment? Of course. Um, so I like a lot of stupid films from the past. <laughs> and one of my favorite is Tarantula. 1955 Universal. Big giant tarantula, right? Big one? Yeah, like yeah, big, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've seen the at least the spider footage. That is set in Arizona. And I will... <laughs> This is so, I'm so embarrassed. I shame myself in front of our <laughs> audience. I just watched that film again for the like umpteenth time and then listened to like four podcasts about Tarantula. And <laughs> it made me mad because everyone says it was a copy of them, which is, I think, also set in um, your state. And then they all say that them is better. And I'm like, I, I think it's worse. There's it's fake ants. And they just did this kind of thing with the, anyway, Tarantula is set in your state. And I love that movie. I just wanted to say that out loud. Do you ever see tarantulas in your state? Um, yeah. When we were in Tucson, we saw them not as much up here, but they definitely run around. So I can't like scorpions and, as, as a past resident of Pennsylvania and a current resident of Virginia, I cannot fathom seeing a tarantula run around somewhere that's not in an aquarium. Oh yeah, no, they're they're native. They just, oh, just run I, around. <laughs> I, I don't understand your. Um, I can't fathom your patience. Um, that would drive me to move but that's just me <laughs> well they're also not like the size of buildings they're not that big i mean they're big but they're not i i don't know uh, in our household we carry bugs outside when we find them and release them we don't kill them um we tried that with mice when we had a mouse problem and then we learned that they basically just find their way right back to the right house. back in yeah <laughs> um, so I hate bugs and I'm scared by them, but I want to save their lives. It's a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good nature thing. Um, so what, what, uh, what is the weather like right now? What is the temperature right now where you are? Um, right now it's like a nice cool summer evening. So we're actually sitting outside on our deck. I put together a little table that I put an old fire pit into, like I cut a hole in the table and put a fire pit into it that was old. Um, so we're just sitting out with the little glass burning fire table thing. Um, we're in sweaters. It's at least cold enough for, you can't sit out in your sweatshirt, in your t-shirt, but. Really? It's, it it's, won't get, it's it won't get chilly. It's a little bit chilly. Yeah. It's still early in the season. It's for, like, it was 95 here today. Yeah. So see, we're probably in the eighties, but there's no humidity. So two, uh, Arizona is pretty much all dry. Except for when monsoon season rolls around. We're not quite there yet. I don't know if I brought this up to you in the last podcast or not, but I'll say it again. And if so, I'll edit it out. But um, my father became obsessed with Sedona. Does this 
ring a bell? No, we hadn't gotten to that. Why Sedona? I don't know. Well, they got this magazine. That... Does Sedona have like a a ley line where like no, King it's... Arthur went there? No, Sedona <laughs> is like beautiful uh, canyons and I don't know rock things. But they went. Yeah. So my father, God rest his soul, he passed in 2019. How far is Sedona away? Uh, we're about an hour and 20 from Sedona. It's gorgeous. Red rocks and creeks. So like a and... sandwich and a coffee. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, anyway. It's very, it's, very, uh, it's very artsy. So there's like, uh, like wineries and art galleries. And... My father subscribed to this magazine called Country Living. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gave me a subscription to Country Living for Christmas. And I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> and he was like, I just want you to read the same articles that I do so we can talk about them. Yeah. And there were so many articles about Sedona. And he started this thing in the last like five years of his life where he was like, oh, Sedona, I have to go to Sedona. And mom and I were like, why? What? What's the big deal? And, you know, he had arthritis and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, in if you go to Arizona, you don't feel arthritis as bad. Yeah, my wife says it's the vortex. Yeah. It's like the, yeah. Sedona is supposed to be like this mystical healing vortex yeah. place. So anyway, my father, who lived most of his life in the mountains of Pennsylvania, where I'm from, where it's literally rolling green mountains everywhere. He went to Sedona because of this magazine. And then he was like, eh, I miss <laughs> green mountains. <laughs> yeah, it's like desert, red rocks. I mean, they're red, so it's kind of cool, but it's deserty. And I made fun of him all the time because I was like, oh my God, Sedona, Sedona, Sedona. You were happier in your own backyard. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, I've gone on enough about Sedona and tarantula um hey ben can i ask something kind of political sure so i mean right now we're kind of in this weird climate where like people are so divided on like shows that can be done or or can't be done because it feels like you're uh i don't know being too progressive because hairspray has a a guy who plays a wife like do you face any of that weird uh not weird but you're facing that weird um pushback in arizona i know that arizona's kind of purple but um how do you navigate that with your theater we just kind of don't give a shit i mean we do but it's like we're, we're gonna do we're gonna produce what we want to produce so the last two shows we did rocky horror and then we did uh spam a lot those are the last two adult ones that we did. And now we've got Joseph on the, on the docket. So we just kind of produce the shows we want to produce and build them and market them appropriately. And, and we get people who bail on us for their, for their, you know, so we just kind of do what we're, you know, it's all art for us. We're kind of serving everyone. Including the kids. So then, you know, we did in between all those, we were doing Aladdin Jr. And um, we're doing Susicle Jr. over the summer. And 
but you don't have people that push back on your uh, your yeah, an announcement of what what show you're doing. Um, not I, I. We've kind of established ourselves as this kind of neutral. We're gonna do it's for the art, and you don't have to participate in it if you don't want to. But that's the that's the one we're doing. <laughs> you know. Yeah, rock, Rocky Horror on one side, and then the next thing, the next week, we're auditioning Joseph, and we get ninety, we got ninety people who audition, and um, a lot of religious people and right people, and then, but there's still a lot of left people in it. So, yeah. What's What's so interesting about Joseph though, is that people look at it as a religious play. Really, Joseph could be done every Pride Month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of about somebody who uh, loves the entire spectrum of color because the coat. Yeah, absolutely. Have you never thought of Joseph as a Pride Month show? No, I have. He was sold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> hey Ben, yeah. were you a part of the War Requiem recording? Yes. I did do that. That was the coolest damn thing. Even though the preparation for it was hideous because, what was his name? Schaefer? Yeah, I think we kind of like sat beside each other in the first tenor section. Yeah, we basically panicked every time he walked past us. That's I think I, I pooped a little. Yeah, me too. He used to walk past and like make us sing and he would say, he'd walk past you and say, uh, don't sing this part. And then he'd go to the next guy and say, okay, you can sing. And then he'd go to the next guy and say, you, you don't sing this part. Really? <laughs> well, yeah. but, I, but, but you had a prettier, prettier voice than I did. Uh, yeah, but I still wasn't, like, it was still, I, and it was the Benjamin Britten War Requiem. So we're singing, like, seconds that are right next to each other, really hard to sing. Because the whole thing was, like, this really dissonant until the final chord where it's gorgeous and it, and it. Okay. Dude, have you tried to get your Grammy certificate? No. Did they did that win a Grammy? Okay, listen to me. It won the Grammy. And if you go on the Grammy website and you submit the photographs of the CD that says you're on it, they will send you a certificate that you can hang in your office. Are you so serious? People, yeah, so people would know that you're a badass. We just talked to Johanna um on the podcast and uh a, a week ago i ordered my grammy certificate how, how much did it cost it cost 120 dollars um because it's nothing but a fundraiser yeah right however however ben nas now now there's a window of when they are open yeah when they are open for that so the window is now closed but i'm going to be on you the next time it opens for you to go get that certificate so you can hang it in your Hell theater. Yeah. So you're like, hey, I want a Grammy. I didn't know I won a Grammy. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Yep. <laughs> I'll have to go do that. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, that was an amazing experience. I, it was like the National, with the Oratorio Society and the National Symphony and like senators and crap were there. It was fun. Oh, God, we took the bus to the candy center like we were a bunch of crazy people. Yeah, it was awesome. 
I remember that. <laughs> that was crazy. And we didn't even appreciate any of it. Mm-mm. No, we were just trying to get the damn seconds correct. Just, yeah. <laughs> just don't mess up that part. Yeah, I was just trying to not to not mess up so I, I so Bob Schaefer didn't like hit me on the head. Yeah, we talk about his German shepherds. My yeah. German shepherds could sing this. Yeah. I remember one time he was like, God has perfect pitch. <laughs> yeah, there's only 12 tones, people. And, that was and like, he would throw, yeah. throw, throw his baton and storm out. And we would all just look at each other. Okay, I guess we're done. Yeah. Um. So what... <laughs> So tell us what's up on the horizon for you. What's coming forward? So we, uh, let's see, we auditioned Susicle. We've got our dance showcase. That's first. So we put on a dance showcase every June and it's two shows. Uh, there's about 300 dancers that are involved with two shows. So we do all of our littles, our little, our tots, all of our tot classes do a show first. And then we take like a half hour break and reset the house and then do all the bigs. So that's like, um, that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. And then we take a little vacation because that burns us out. And then we're back with all of our summer intensives. So like our, um, all of our tot does like a princess one and a little mermaid one. And then I'm doing Susical as a one week intensive where we, we auditioned that show already and gave them all scripts. And then they uh, come back for five days and we do three days of blocking and then two days of tech and then Friday night put on a couple of shows, um, which is really great for the kids just to learn the real reality of, you know, put it together fast and learn it fast. And then we're already in Joseph production. So we've been having production meetings for Joseph and we're trying to tie on some choirs in town. So we have the full cast of kids. There's 48 kids in two separate casts. Um, we'll have 20, 48, 24 of them, 24 of them will be on stage and the other 24 will be in the balcony of the opera house singing and then we'll swap. So we have six shows of that. And then we're trying to get some local church choirs on board to be upstage on risers so that we've got this big, huge, if we do it right, we should have a hundred voices. Oh, wow. Which is really cool. Yeah. And then every gag, every gimmick I can think of in that opera house, um, so hopefully that will lead to a big ticket sale thing. We're going to do a bunch of marketing for it. And then hopefully that will set us up for next year. So in September, after those ticket sales come in, we'll, uh, we will buy rights for the, the next six shows for next year. And, um, and then hopefully Footlight will be, that'll should, that should knock on wood, keep it going for until we retire, until we give it up. <laughs> you know. Okay, Ben, if you need money, for your theater. Yeah, we're fundraising. If so, if someone's listening and they want to give fifty, a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> where can where can they find you? So there's a Footlight Productions website. What is it? Footlight Footlightproductions.net, I think is what I ended up having to get. Um, there's a PayPal on there where you can do little donations. Um, if you've got something big and you don't want to pay the fees because it's all the, the donations through the websites, all through PayPal and they charge fees. If you want to do something bigger then you can just send us uh, a check made out to footlight productions, um, 6425 East second street in Prescott Valley, Arizona, eight, six, three, one, four. 
or give me a call and I can help you with it. Uh, the business number is 928-515-2919. Okay. What's the website? Um, footlightproductions.net. Footlightproductions. Yeah. Dot net. He's typing it out. He's typing it okay, out. Okay. Kids, nice. if you're listening, I'm doing this live. Um, does the screen that come up show Aladdin? Yeah, that's it. It needs to be done. I got my, we have our marketing guy for Joseph. We just got him on board with the website. So he's going to be making that say Joseph pretty soon. Okay. It says, but email that's us it. at Ben at Footlight Productions. Is that you? Uh, yeah, that'll come right to me. Okay. Donate. So I'm going to do this live. Oh, I don't have PayPal. Is that, can I do this without PayPal? Uh, I think the only way to get through it is, um, no, it's, I can do it with a credit card. Oh yeah. It runs through PayPal, but they, yeah, they take credit cards. Yeah. All right. I'm sending you 50 bucks right now. Nice. You might be the first one to use that feature because I am that guy. (laughs) I appreciate that. I'm going to, we, we are witnessing Matt Connor struggle with technology. Yeah. Trying to donate. I'm not struggling. To a cause. <laughs> we'll see if he, we'll see if I set it up right if it actually comes through. No, here's, I'm here's a test. Ben. I'm being cute. I'm being silly. <clears throat> he is typing as we speak. <laughs> yes, the machine that is Matt Connor is figuring out technology. Hey, Stephen, go get my um, credit card. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sending you 50 bucks right now because I'm going to challenge anybody who is listening to send 50 bucks. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. We appreciate it. I don't, you know what? I don't even have 50 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) But but I'm sending it anyways. That would be really special if it comes in. Should I read off my credit card number? We are poor. We are sitting (laughs) in a shack. With two pugs. No. (laughs) Um, Ben and I spent horrible times together in um, uh, Canada, Germany. Yes, we did. And we lived in the attic. And I think I I I owe him 50 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I think that 50 bucks will just be the beacon that lights a fire for other SU people to donate. Yes. SU people, come on through. Help out Ben. Yep, throw me a bone if you can. We'd let, we'd very much appreciate it. All right, let me see if this works. I just did the... It says, thanks for donating. Oh, my God, I did it. Nice. Good for you. All right, cool. so, all right. So, 50 bucks to Ben. I'll go check it tomorrow and see if it actually went through. Bucks. Can you? My son's asking if he can have the fifty bucks. No, it's for Footlight. Actually, it'll kind of come to you because you're in. The well, I mean, it kind of is for. That's yeah, for the, the kids. kids. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, technically, it's kind of it is for you. That's right. Um, Ben, one last thought. Um, do you Succession? Have you watched Succession? Um, no. I uh, haven't. We don't have an awful lot of time for for television. We we binge watch the Marvels stuff during COVID, and my wife gets she she watches some stuff as she's going to sleep. What's the one Brighton Bridgington? 
Bridgerton, yeah. She's she's doing Bridgerton now, but uh, and then we did. What's your what's the latest one you did before that? Firefly, Firefly Lane. Oh, Firefly Lane. She watched a bunch of those. But, if you ever get the temptation, Succession is probably the best TV show I've ever we've ever seen. Okay, we'll put that on the list next. It's it's uh based a lot on King Lear. Oh, okay. So I mean it's it's almost like uh the Rupert Murdoch family meets King Lear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. So there's a lot there. Um yeah, and Ben, we need to talk also on the phone at some point because you would express some interest in maybe doing some children's stuff that we've written on the cheap. Yes, I would love to. I would love. So I'm getting. I mean, we're we're going through the, the Disney list and the Musical Theater International list, but I'm kind of maneuvering myself into looking for original works, or works that have more personal connection. Um, yeah, so I, would, well, I would love that. Well, not to talk about business here, but I just want everyone to know, if you do decide on something that me and Stephen wrote, we only take a percentage of the box office, so there is no initial fees it's just kind of like if you make money we kind of take a percentage and so it's a win-win for the theater because we want theater to succeed yeah that's awesome i yeah. also think i also think we should all put together a reunion show my wife has a bunch of contacts too she, she worked on cruise ships and she's got a bunch of contacts that are now working professionals in las vegas and whatever else and putting together like a big reunion um we could do it here. The market isn't as big here, but that would be something I would be interested for all the SU people out there who might want to revive something. Come and rehearse for a week. I just want to fly and... to Arizona, but I'm I'm afraid of Carrie Lake. <laughs> she's 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 nowhere near. We're not worried about her. <laughs> um, I I know this is like oh, you live in Arizona. Do you know X Y Z? Um. There's an Asian actress that I'm very good friends with called Cheryl Darrow. And she works at, uh, she has, she and her husband, Mark Shinnok, have their own, like, uh, thing. I should connect you guys. Are they in um, Phoenix? Huh? Are they in Phoenix? They're in Las Vegas. Oh, Okay. We have that a lot of contacts in Vegas. Vegas might be a possibility to do it in Vegas. Well, Cheryl Darrow was in um, Miss Saigon that I did at Signature Theater here in Arlington. Oh, nice. Um, and she is an incredible producer, incredible uh, friend, just great person. And her husband, Mark Shinnock, I think they did... Um, what's the rock musical rock of ages rock of ages yeah they they did rock of ages in residency in um vegas oh nice so anyway um side conversation we need to have a side phone conversation i feel yeah i think we should all right organize something and then tell everybody when the date is and have them all come yeah that could be fun yeah just just have a week a week of rehearsals and parties and then do a couple of shows Friday, Saturday or whatever. Now, what, what, what are we going to do about housing? Uh, we could figure that out too. We'll have to find a, a, an Arizona sponsor. 
Well, I think if we get enough tickets sold, it just pays for everybody's travel and lodging. Yeah. And maybe you know, people won't care. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe people just want to do it for their reunion. And the show is just the fun part. Now, full disclosure, the last time we lost you on the podcast was because Stephen's phone was not hooked up to the internet. And I'm not outing him to because yes, thanks, well, thanks. no, but he he's not he didn't he did not go to school for IT. <laughs> but because we were not on the internet, something happened. Russia tried to interfere, <laughs> and we immediately were kicked off the amazing Nas um, broadcast. Now, Ben, do you still have family in Maryland? Uh, yes, my mother is still there. My stepfather. My brother is still there. Yeah, they all live in uh, Columbia, Maryland. When's the last time you were there? Oh, we went for a family reunion a couple, a summer or two ago. What? Oh, nice. Summers? Two summers ago, yeah. We tried to make it out there every other. But um, it's been a couple year break. Well, we adore you. We're so happy that we got to kind of finish. We have no idea what the first episode and the second episode is even going to sound like. <laughs> just put them together. That's okay. It's like so I feel like we should do Ben Nas, sort of like the Old Testament and the New Testament of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. like Act 1, Act 2, and we may have missed a few things in between. No, but thank you also for being so um, game we were supposed to have you on last night and we had a friend that came over and we were like, Oh, you're coming over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's all right. And we were like, yesterday we had a, we had a rehearsal and I was supposed to have one of my, one of my production assistants help run that thing and he didn't make it. So I ended up running the sound for our vocal rehearsal for all of our kids. So it would have been hairy anyway. So tonight was actually better. Oh, we were, (laughs) We were clearly here going, oh, I, I don't know. Is he leaving? I guess he's not leaving. <laughs> well, I just want to thank you, Ben, for being, uh, you know, we weren't super close in college, but we were close in a, in very different ways because we were like in the same room a lot. Yeah. Well, I was, I was like, what, Jennifer Soto. Yeah, like the, it was like kind me, of the three you and Soto, like, and we had like this just weird... honest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. So I just want to thank you for being such an amazing friend during those years where I was trying to like find myself. And I'm not sure if I have found myself. I don't <laughs> know if I've found you either. Yeah, I'm still looking. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all still looking. And we were all especially messes in our 20s, so. Yeah. That's normal. Well, <laughs> we adore you. Thank you for f- finishing this podcast with the Act 1 and Act 2. I feel like this is the, the, the most Shakespearean podcast we've had. <laughs> yeah. Two acts. Um, I, I sent you 50 bucks. Yeah, I'll check that tomorrow. I appreciate that. You know what? Just give it to the kid. <laughs> He's sitting here smiling. And if, <laughs> if anyone else has 50 bucks to give, Send your fifty bucks. Come to on, bed. yes. Let's let's make theater work. Come on, Shenandoah yeah. people. 
Yeah. Yep. Right now we've got the rights for Joseph paid for and we have half of the theater paid for. So I need the other half of the theater. Um, that's what we're doing now. So what are we looking at? What's the figure? Oh, probably to finish that off. It's 3,500. Okay. Cause we're doing two weekends and four or five rehearsals. And so, all right. So listeners 3,500, let's do it. Let's do it tonight. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. We'll, we'll, <laughs> hopefully get that out there for you we love you and yeah thank you guys i appreciate the call i appreciate the attention always always ben all right we'll talk to you soon yeah thank you guys bye 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 Thanks so much for listening and joining us, Ben. Uh, we appreciate your time. We hope we don't embarrass ourselves too much uh, with our slurry late night discourse. We did not sound crazy. I think what's going to be funny about it is part A versus part B. Um, but, you know, it's it's what it is. Uh, if you want to know more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. You can also find us on social media under the same, Connor and Smith, again with an E-R. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Patreon. There is a Discord page. Please pop in and say hi to your fellow alum. Funny enough, the Discord people who join that board get the episode before anyone else does. So do check that out. Uh, share this where you share things. Post it where you post things. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. really helps us out a lot. Um, and we uh, just want to thank you so much for this season five whirlwind that it's been over a year and a half season five season five so uh we're gonna let you go i hope you have a great week and a great juneteenth and we'll see you next time Bye. bye